Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a view from the bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Jazz for Kingdom of the Jazz.com. Today is Tuesday, the 19th of December, 2023. My name is Davey McJimsey. Um, tonight on the show, we've got Marty. Marty, welcome along again. Thanks for having me, boys. Nice to stay on. And as always, says Dan Blower. He's not going to say anything. Says, welcome back to View from the Bridge, your weekly slot. Um, obviously, listen, Patty's not well. And uh, hosting has fallen to me, so apologies in advance for the next hour or so of your life. Um, listen, we are live. I'm going to read this. Patty sent me stuff. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. You can download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and loads more of your normal podcast providers. If you're watching on YouTube and you enjoy the show, why not hit like and subscribe? Here's a wee thumb logo. And uh, if you like, leave us a review. Always good ones are better than bad ones, but. Okay, whatever you like. Um, and on this week's show, the Giants' schedule is already beginning to fill up, but with a four-point weekend over the Manchester Storm and a tightly balanced Challenge Cup quarterfinal against the Blaze to complete, we have a few elements to discuss. Bobby McIntyre, recently joined Belfast Giant, is on the scoreboard this weekend, and he is here to um, join us for a chat. We're going to be joined by our old mate Giants fan, Staunch John Smith, will be along in a little bit to discuss the Manchester games. And there may be a little bit more as we go along. But let's jump straight into last Wednesday now. We uh, travelled back after we were there on Saturday and went straight back on the Wednesday night into Coventry. And joining us is a man who actually took part in the game. Danny Crystal, welcome to View from the Bridge. Thanks for having me, guys. Danny, let's let's just join. Let's let's just chat straight about last Wednesday night to start with. It was a game, uh, cliche, three periods. Coventry probably had the, the best of the first period. Giants... Came back into it. Big save from Cozen towards the end of the second. Bit of momentum. And then the Giants go on in the third period. Probably took an overall a 60 minutes. That probably a one each. Quite a tight game. Both teams will be happy enough with. Yeah, I think so. I think if you look at the game and um, just, you know, the month of December um, with how many games uh, everyone throughout the league's playing, I think it was kind of like a, a little bit of a chess match. Um, like you said, I thought we played well in the first and um, had that lead. And, I wouldn't say we sat back on it, but, um, you know, I think both teams were a little fatigued from the weekend. Um, so many games this month, you know, most teams are playing 12 to 15 games. Um, 
So that was a pretty good uh, game for us. Um, I thought they played well. Um, you know, it was kind of just one of those midweek, you know, I, I wouldn't say boring, but, you know, a defensive game. And, um, you know, I think we were happy just to, to get the 1-1 draw going into next week. And, um, you know, they, they made a good pushback in the third to, to get that game tied up. So Players have been heating up of late um, and, and a nice little run of form since the last time with Danny on the show. Um, you were going through a little bit of inconsistency, just trying to find your feet as a team. And sort of over the last what, four, five, six weeks, you just started to kick on a bit. Yeah, I think so. I think if just look at the dynamic of our team, we are very, very young. Um, so I think we knew going into the season we're going to, I wouldn't say struggle right away, but, um, you know, there's going to be some growing pains and whatnot. But um, I think just, um, you know, showed some character and stuck with it, believed in what we were doing, and um, finally starting to see some results. Um, some guys are playing a lot better, and I think guys are just getting used to each other and, and playing um, more of the team system, which is kind of, you know, benefiting everyone. Danny, first of all, um, I dislike you already because you're wearing an Arsenal hat and I'm a Spurs fan, but we'll get over the top of that part um, and try and get down to the, the, the ice hockey side of things. Um, this year, you know, you spent a bit of time in, in Sheffield last year, um, and you spent a bit of time around Europe. But what's your thoughts on the on the British game? Yeah, it's um, you know, coming. Uh, you know, I can't remember when I got here last year. I think it was right around Thanksgiving. Um, but uh, the league is a, a lot better than I expected, um, and I think even from last season to this season, um, just looking you know, kind of, of where the, the stats are for the teams. I think it's a lot closer um, from one to 10 as it was last year. Um, you know, I think last year, a couple of the, those Scottish teams struggled a little bit and whatnot, but I, I think, you know, the league this year, I don't, you can't really take a night off right now. Um, you know, even like, you know, some of those teams that are at the bottom a couple of weeks ago, you know, we were sitting at 10th and then, you know, we went and almost in three games jumped from, from 10th to, fourth so it's um it's important to to come to play every night and um you know like there's you know the, the regular season is so important here because it's not a, the big playoff picture and whatnot obviously we have the end of the year team the tournament for the playoffs but um no I've, I've really enjoyed my time here and I think the hockey's been really fun when you look around, obviously you, you you talked about how compact the league is this year. I know the Steelers have got on a, a really good run of form um, and league the lead by, I think it's four or five points. I haven't actually looked at it. I don't really look at it until after Christmas. Um, but where you're situated right now, you've already touched on, you know, a couple of weeks ago you were sitting in 10th place. What do you, what do you, do you attribute the difference between the, the, the form, which is picked up over that you have seven wins in a row apart from the, the draw against Belfast last week in the Challenge Cup. Yeah, um, you know this is my eleventh year pro, so I always kind of tell guys, you know, when things are going bad, it's never as bad as it seems. And um, you know, sometimes you know you're getting the puck lock, and you seem, everything seems to be going in, and maybe you're not playing, you know, the best hockey, but you're still getting those wins, and that's going to happen throughout a season. But um, you know, I think if you look at back at the start of the year. I, I don't know how many one goal losses we had or we gave up leads in third periods and um, found ways to lose games. Um, and I think if you just look in, in the past six weeks, we've really found ways to, to win games. And, you know, that's just hockey. Sometimes it's puck luck. Um, I think our team's obviously playing a lot better now. We, we've made a couple of changes um, 
systematically. And I think it's benefited a, a lot um, of us defensively. Um, we've gotten some great goaltending lately too. And um, li- like you said, it's a competitive league and um, you know, we had you know a couple injuries. I know you guys have been really, you know, battling injuries all year. Um, so you can never really count a team out. You know, I know, I know you guys are getting healthy. You guys had two big wins this weekend. Um, so I think it, it should be a really, really good game tomorrow. Danny, what do you expect? And as you say, it's a, it's a, it's now just a, you know, it's a 60 minute, maybe 65 minute game, whatever for, you know, winner takes all the marbles. It's a, it's, it's a big prize to win tomorrow night. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, it's obviously never an easy game going into Belfast for sure. I think it's, uh, probably the best environment, if not Sheffield, but it's always up there. It's always crowds rocking. So I think, um, just a big key for us tomorrow. I think we'll be kind of weathering, you know, that, you know, first 10 minutes of the game, they're going to come out um, jumping, obviously just having two wins playing at home in front of their fans. So I think just, you know, playing smart, the first 10 minutes, playing simple, um, you know, easing into the game um, and then kind of just going from there. Cause um, both teams are playing well right now. So, um, you know, you just, you know, want to start off on the right foot and be ready to play. And for yourself, the month of December, I don't mean yourself, I mean as a hockey player in the UK, the month of December, as you reference the start, incredibly busy, a lot of travel, um, a lot of games, little time for rest. So it's really just whenever the when the final horn goes, it's getting as much, getting refueled and getting as much rest as you can for the next shift. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you know, I, every team has been playing, it almost seems like every second night right now, so... Um, like I said, you know, you guys have, have had some injuries, um, you know, the past, I don't know what it's been, the past two weeks. We lost a couple of guys, uh, a couple of our young British guys that went to the World Juniors. So, um, you know, even though those guys don't play a ton of minutes, they're, they're character guys in our locker room. And, you know, they, they, they'll hop in and give us some good shifts. But even in practice, you know, missing those guys hurt. So um, it's good we got those guys back. And, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a tough grind. Uh, December, you know, everyone's looking forward to the holidays and Christmas and stuff. But this is a big time, I think, where teams throughout the league can, you know, really make a push. And, you know, if you get hot at the right time, you know, like I said, you know, you play well in December, it's 13, 14 games. And just in closing, like a little bit of a word for your coach there. This is your first season you're playing under Danny Stewart. Obviously, he's been around the UK for a long, long time as a player and a coach. Um, something that he spoke about at the start of the season and you've referenced again yourself doing those little things right believing in the processes that he set in place there and just following through with the plan yeah for sure and you know he's a heart and soul guy and i think he really cares about his players and um you know when we were going through that that losing stretch i didn't think that we were that far off like i think we've obviously been playing better hockey now and we've been getting the bounces so it's tough when you see your players and, you know, for us, you know, seeing him every day at the rink and, you know, he's doing video, he's trying to make adjustments and trying to fight through, find the right uh, connections with lines and whatnot. And um, yeah, like I said, you know, you just got to keep your, your head down, keep working hard and believing. And, you know, it's, it's still a job, but it's, you're going to the rink and you're playing hockey day. So I hockey every day. So, you know, I think we're lucky and, um, just go to the rink, put a smile on your face, and try to get better. Well, listen, Danny, we really appreciate your time tonight. We know you've probably got an early alarm call tomorrow. Um, as is tradition on this podcast, we can't really wish you well for tomorrow night, but we can 
wish you safe travels and we'll probably catch up with you at the rink tomorrow. So all the best, mate. Thanks a lot. All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Danny. Cheers. And again, thanks to Danny Cristo for joining us in a view from the bridge. It's such short notice tonight, especially with an early, early call tomorrow for that flight. Um, I flew into Belfast there tonight and it was a sideways one. So I hope his is just as rough um, or even better if they're on the boat. <laughs> but I'm sure they're probably flying in the morning. But here, listen, let's move on ever so quickly to the Manchester Storm games at the weekend. Um, we'll look at the first game. Belfast Giants 2, Manchester Storm 1, Tyler Bisco on in Nets with 25 saves, Evan Vinegar in Nets with 20, oh sorry, I 25 saves as well, but two shots gets ref Steve Brown and Graham Rogers. listen, it was a tough weekend, it was a tight affair, um, hopefully Paddy will play the, uh, play the video in the background here, but um, a tight affair Simon across the weekend. It really was mate, I mean look, it, it's it's not the secret, we're not playing our best right now, Um I, I, I think we'll play better the weekend. I actually thought about that okay. Um, I do think there's still more to come. But, you know, it's, it's there's so many little things that when, when guys are out of the lineup and coming back, and obviously Jeff Baum's come in over the last couple of weeks, Greg Prince has got back, Ben Lake was suspended for the first game, he came back in the second game. There's so many changes, and and it doesn't help, but these guys are playing long enough that it, it sh- hopefully it doesn't affect their mentality side of things, and, and they're just a matter of, of um, dusting themselves down and getting ready to go. I mean, it, it was a tough game. The Storm played really well, and you just mentioned his name there a few minutes ago, Evan Venninger. The kid was brilliant. I thought he was absolutely outstanding Friday night. I thought he played really well Saturday night. That I don't know if we were going to see the save that he made on the Saturday well, evening. Well, well, yeah. Um, we'll probably come back to that in a minute, but uh, I thought we, we, we certainly did enough to win. Um, was it comfortable? No. Um, was it easy? Absolutely not. It's one of the ones that you just will have to keep battling away. And, and when you look at the history books in a couple of years' time, it's not going to say, oh, we played absolutely fantastic in a tight game. It's going to show you that you won your two points. And that's right now where we are. That's absolutely vital. It knocked us, obviously, winning the Friday game. And when you're playing against a storm, I think we overtook them on the Friday night and then obviously extended the, the okay. difference between them on the Saturday. Um, but I, again, I didn't think we played fantastic. I thought we did. Well, I thought we deserved the win. Um, Besco getting back to where we know Besco can get back to, you know, I think he'll tell you that he wasn't playing his best. And I know, again, not a lot of people know that he was sick for a couple of days as well. And, but in the week before, um, but still turned up, still played. Obviously, Jackson still, he's coming back from injury. Dicko is still out. And you don't see all these little things behind the scenes and we don't, you know, don't go on about them at all. But uh, again, we did what we had to do. We came for the two points um, and and won the two points. And that there at my, I know you said it didn't go in, Davey. Um, and the camera angle there doesn't do, you know, that does us a favour. I was sitting, obviously, in a really good position watching that. Dicko was with me that night. Ben Lake was sitting right in front of us. Josh Rhodes was sitting there. Robert was right to the right-hand side. And Brooksy was, was sitting to my left-hand side. And we all thought it was in. So well, we we touched on the luck not going our way over the last couple of weeks. And, and over November, we, we just didn't get any bounces. That was a bounce that we all thought that went our way. And you know what? It's long overdue. 
Marty Simon obviously talks about Evan Vinegar there, and he, he very briefly touched on our number 34 coming really back in the form at the weekend. I thought both now managers were brilliant over the duration of the, the two games. Um, <clears throat> I definitely thought we were on the back foot uh, right up until Bobby McIntyre got his first goal. I think uh, Manchester were playing smart. Um, was it Martini or, or Mart- Martinel? What was his name um, for, for Manchester? Martin. He was he was always lurking around. He got a, an early breakaway, um, only for best school coming up big. You know, we could have been one nil down quite early on. Um, but says already touched, you know, we, we grinded out the result. And, you know, when we look back, it won't be, oh, we, we didn't, um, you know, we, we didn't win pretty in a 2 1 game. You know, it, it goes down as a win. And in these last, what, five games, we've We've kind of knew how to battle out um, what four wins, three, four wins. Obviously, the Nottingham games and now the the two that we've just had against um, Manchester. But uh, I, I think obviously third period then um, it was good to see Johnny Curran making a smart play. I, I think I think Johnny Curran has a lot more to offer to the Belfast Giants. We've seen what he did with the um, Coventry Blaze last year, and it was just nice for that smart play for him to feed. Um, Charlie Curdy to obviously get the, the game winning goal to make it a 2 1 game in the Friday night. Simon, um, let's talk about Charlie Curdy. Johnny Curran meeting up there just in the last few minutes of the game just to get us over the line. And uh, what a vital, as you said, they'll not, the record book won't say that that's how it happened. It'll just be all the importance of getting that two goals and it coming from the blue line with that little bit of importance too. Yeah, look, it's a great move. And even Again, I know we're only talking about the Friday night game, but we'll, we'll come back to talk about the movie made on the Saturday night for the game winner. Well, actually, to get it back to 2 2. But Charlie Curdy, he's played a ton of minutes already this year. He, he likes the challenge. I've, I've spoken to him on numerous occasions about it. Um, but when you're playing 31, 32 minutes a game, it's, it's tough on you, especially when last week against the Coventry Blaze. The night we got all those penalties. I think you were there, Davey, wasn't it? The Saturday night. Um, we got ended up with about 11 minor penalties. And he ended up killing over eight and a half minutes of five on four. And that is tough on you. But, you know, it was great to see him getting rewarded with a goal. Great pass out from Johnny Curran, as you say. Johnny steps off the wall, notices that Charlie's stepping in from the blue line. And, and that's the only mistake with the glove that Vanninger made on, on Friday night. You know, he just didn't get it up there quick enough. Was he screened? I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but if he is, then great, because the guys in front are doing their job. But this is the play here. You know, you can't see it if you're listening to the podcast again tomorrow morning. But that little pass out, controlled once, head up, goes top shelf, and it's a brilliant finish. Um, there, there's guys hanging about the front in case there is a rebound coming out. Um, and obviously, you know, as I say, Charlie coming in there and getting the game winner. Um, and... and for one, I was really pleased that we we defensively that we played a lot better. We only conceded the one goal. Besco, as I say, played really well uh, over the weekend. But Friday night, he, he made some big saves on the couple of penalties that we got, especially toward, towards the end of the third period. Um, I thought he came up absolutely massive for us. So uh, great to get the win. Great to get the um, you know defensively only conceded the one goal. Um, and uh, again, hopefully that's the start of something that we can really start to build on now. Well, let's wrap Friday night up with a word from the coaching staff. 
Yeah, I, I feel for the guys. I mean, I think we played a, an excellent role game there. Um, that, that's a 2-2 hockey game all day long. Uh, that, that puck's in the net. Um, guy's in the corner, blows it down. It, it's clear as day it's a goal. Um, it's frustrating. I, I, like I said, I feel for the guys on the road against a good team. We, it was a great back-and-forth game. Like uh, At some point, you, you tell the guys, keep working, we're going to get those breaks. That's two or three in a row now they've gone against us. That clear as day goal. Um, I thought we did a good job of not um, sinking at that point. We kept working, but I, it's frustrating at some point. Like the league's too good to to keep going on like this, having those calls. And um, the, like I said, it's a goal all day long. Um, putting that behind us, like uh, I, we played a great road game. Um, guys battled all night. I think we held them to 25 shots. Um, two little mistakes end up in our, the back of our net. And um, obviously the message is we have to regroup and bring that same effort tomorrow. But um, it, it's tough to keep, keep saying we're going to get the bounces, get the calls when that, that, it's a goal all day long. Um, and that, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I thought both teams were, were good tonight. Um, I think it's two teams that are struggling for a little bit of offense. At the same at the same time, I thought everybody was pulling the rope tonight. I thought uh can't really single one guy out. I thought everybody was, was doing their part to, to try to help the team win. And, um, you know, obviously a, a very big goal there. I know our, our fourth line makes a big play and a big finish there. And um, I thought it was going to take something like that to, to get us going. And obviously I thought it was a great effort uh, by Bobby. And, you know, four seconds left there. One, he, he four checks and finishes a hit. And, you know, Naz makes a nice play to Bomber, Bomber to Coops, and then ends up back on Bobby's stick. So, uh, you know, that's a big goal going into the period break for us mentally. Um, I thought very happy for the players in terms of getting rewarded for their efforts because it all hasn't been that case in the last uh, six weeks or so. I think that this one was one of the best efforts that I've seen uh, as a group um, you know, in quite some time. So just before we move on to Saturday night's game, we're going to bring in John Smith from, he's been, Flirting with the three-on-three podcast instead of being Belfast Janswell. But most of the time, he's Belfast Janswell. He can be found up in Boomerang Corner there. Smith, welcome back to the podcast. All right, Joe, Joe what's up? I catch you. You all good, mate? <laughs> Joe Neal. <laughs> Just thought it was Joe Neal when he came in there. <laughs> I'll never be nice as good as Joe Neal. Nice big smile on your face there, mate. It was a pretty good weekend for us. Uh, a, a great weekend of sport all across the board, to be honest. And getting this is like the international call-up of podcasts. So thank you very much. My first international cap. So how have you been enjoying, first of all, the three-on-three podcast? You, you're you're quite well involved with those guys now. Uh, yeah, uh, the 3 three, three podcast just came, is a bit of a pipe dream. Came across from Scott Finley and David uh, David Grant. Uh, you know, it was just a little bit of casual boys talking in group chats. They thought, let's make it a podcast and... We'll talk nonsense and hope people listen. And it's just developed into what it is. So, uh, no, it's been great being on the show. The reception's been really good across the league. And, you know, it's always good chatting with them boys. Let's let's get back to Belfast then, mate. Your thoughts so far on what's been a topsy-turvy season? Oh, it's been rough, hasn't it? Well, especially since the, the CHL ended. Um, I think it's been very topsy-turvy. Um, we got the sort of the game against Glasgow not that long ago at home where we thought it was going to be a bit of a, a breakout moment and the team would kick on, but we we haven't quite got that offense going again. Um, and bit of a bit of a losing streak. Things have been a bit uh, 
you know, a bit disgruntled up in the stands. And then obviously we had this double header, which could have been another potential banana skin against the Manchester Storm. They took four points out of our building last year. And the way they played the games this weekend, they potentially could have taken uh, more points than they, than they did. I thought they were very unlucky not to at least win one of the games. And uh, looking forward then to tomorrow night, it's a winner takes all 60 minutes shootout. Or, or or longer than sixty minutes, Davey. You know longer, the, yeah. uh, the the Blazers like the you know they like to win games in overtime. I think they've only won four games in regulation all all league season so far. So, uh, they're going to stick around in the game for as long as they possibly can. And they're on the, if I believe they're on seven or eight game winning streak at the minute, and in the league at least. And yeah, they're, they're a dangerous side right now, and it's. Oh. Don't know what happened there. Sorry, John. You were mid flow. Go ahead. I just don't know what, uh, the game. Uh, the Giants will have to be careful, especially in the first ten minutes. I know we like to lose uh, goals early in games, especially in periods. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to be just be on our game. And you know, the effort levels have definitely increased in the last few weeks. As people grinded a lot heavier, and I feel if we come out like that, the way we we did uh, in Coventry uh, in the recent league game, and then even against Manchester over the weekend, I feel like we'll be okay. Smitty, obviously you've touched on it there, the crowd of, you know, they've, they've um, been a wee bit disgruntled um, this season so far. I mean, look, we're, we've all got our views on that. I just think we've been spoiled over the last number of years and, and you know, a lot of people aren't used to seeing the team lose. Um, but with a lot of changes, obviously, last year, coming into this year, there's a few other teams who've, um, who've done the same. I was, I was talking to, to uh, an ex-player on... Sunday, um, and he was saying he couldn't believe the amount of new faces he'd been away for a while and hadn't really watched much hockey. Um, he couldn't believe the amount of new faces around the league and not just in Belfast. But what what did you make of the the situation with the fans booing a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I feel like any paying customer is justified in how they want to voice their concerns. I know it's been quite a contentious subject, even particularly on the podcast amongst you guys as well. Um, the game in which the, the boom was very, very evident, I wasn't present for. Um, but from what I hear, the game was not uh, you know, a game that you know we were ever in. And the effort levels you know seemed to not be there from players that you just want a little bit of effort from. Um, fans have the right, in my opinion, to voice their concerns in any which way possible. Um, if that upsets uh, sports like sportsmen um, who... You know, are paid to play the game, then they've got to take the criticisms. We, uh, as a as a fan base and as a club, will will uh, will praise you to high heavens whenever you you obviously play for the badge on the front and not the name on the back. But you've got to understand that the criticism might come if fans feel that the effort isn't quite there. And I think it's just the application uh, from some players. From what we've seen in the CHL, and you're right, Kitchy, I think we have been spoiled as a fan base for over many, many seasons now, um, running close for league titles, running closest for cups year on year. Um, so when we do hit the skids a wee bit, you know, it is going to be panic stations for a lot of people. And, you know, maybe this is one of those seasons where we do have to temper our expectations a little bit, you know, and other teams are going to improve, you know, uh, even the likes of Manchester at the weekend, they're, they're a different side than what they were last year. The Blaze have improved from last year. And the Steelers have gone all out uh, to improve their squad from last year as well. So, you know, everybody's trying to improve and everybody's going to get uh, results against each other. Um, but I don't think it's all uh, the sky's falling in quite yet. 
I just see the Cardiff Devils made a sign in tonight, bringing a guy in from Slovakia as well. And you know, they're you just talk on Tina's fan and big, and and uh, the Devils obviously aren't happy with they've got what they've got in the in the locker at the minute because they signed this guy Bodie or Bold Wild. Um, uh, just been announced this evening. I don't know if that's a reaction to going out of the Challenge Cup themselves last week. Um, I thought that would probably have been something that uh, Russell would have been chasing very much so in uh, you know his first season in Cardiff. It was a very winnable uh, trophy for him. And I, f- I feel like that, maybe off the back of an injury to, to Cody Donaghy as well, You know that might be something that's probably a little bit more long-term than they first envisaged. So we'll see. Um, but it just goes to show that not only the Belfast Giants make changes mid-season, as everybody else would make you believe, <laughs> we're going to we're going to bring up we're going to take it to the Manchester game now. Hopefully, Paddy will run VT for me, and um, we'll get a, get a few highlights and talk about the Manchester the second game. Another listen, another tight affair. I'll come to Marty here because he's sitting up there saying nothing at the minute. Uh, another tight affair, Marty. Um, ultimately, one on penalty shots, but you know, um, two teams going at it right from the start. I think we started more positively. Um, it was nice to see Quinn Preston and Tedesco linking up again. We've seen what they've done in the Champions League and certainly the the, the magic that um, Quinn Preston did with a little backhand pass to find Tedesco back post. We want more of that. We're craving more of that. And it was it was just nice to see that happening um, relatively early on in the game. Um after that, then I think we, we stumbled on our chances. There's a lovely goal there. Um, we, we stumbled on, you know, we, we thought, I thought after that we could maybe take control of the game, be more comfortable. And, you know, Belfast Chance, Belfast Chance fans, we always love to see the team taking control of the, the whole game management. We didn't do that. Um, Manchester Storm then come back with, well, I'll touch back on that, that awesome save that Vinegar did. Um, if that had went in, maybe it could have been a different story. But after he made that save, then um, obviously Manchester Storm go along, get the, the equaliser, then take the lead. And then we're back to kind of the, the same world that we've been used to, you know, more or less chasing the game and, and chasing back that, that equalising goal that we that we needed then to obviously bring it to the, the overtime. And, and Smith, obviously... Um... There's a little bit of added stress on Teddy Bear toss night, but good to get that early one and quite ironically from our very own Teddy. Yeah, it's always good to get that monkey off the back early doors, isn't it? Uh, you don't want to be sitting there going into the third period panicking and having to throw your teddies uh, on a decision making upstairs rather than on the ice. Uh, oddly, uh, with with Teddy toss, you know, it does suck the momentum out of the game right away. The Giants probably want to get back up, back at the game started as quickly as they could and sort of put the foot on the throat, but that's just a necessary evil for a fantastic cause. And then, as was just said there, I feel like we ended up chasing the game a little bit. Um, and just looking at one of the one of the things that I've written down from the games was that well, over the weekend, actually, uh, three of the four goals were scored like co- like combined from within like five feet of the blue ice, you know, the the, the crease. Um, and I feel like. We, we have to go there more frequently to get to get goals. We're not getting the, the sort of swashbuckling uh, goals that the Giants are used to seeing. So we, we do have to go to those dirty areas and it paid dividends over the weekend. And yeah, it's always good to get the monkey off the back on Teddy, Teddy Toss now. Simon, let's talk about the two goalies. Obviously, Benegar with that EIHL save of the week. I think he called it within sort of 10 seconds where that's the save of the week over. 
but our own number. We talked uh, briefly in the first game analysis about this as well. Our own number thirty four coming up with a mile of match performance. I thought the uh, I thought Smitty actually summarised the game very very well there. Um, it was ultimately it was a badly of goalies on Saturday night. I mean, both of them played really well on Friday, um, but Saturday night itself, I thought that both of them were outstanding. That that save, you're not going to see if you see a better save in the league this year than fair play, but that's incredible. Uh, the the what's the word? I don't even know the word for it because for him to just know that it's come off his shoulder and he just needs to scramble to basically get that away. And then the agility that he had to throw his, his left arm around and bat it out of the way. It was really difficult to see from where, I mean, obviously we're 200 odd feet away from that end uh, and couldn't get a really good view on it when it first happened. But once we've seen the, the, the uh, replay of it, especially from overhead, it's an absolutely incredible save. Um, he came off of that. He did another one early in the third period as well. Uh, a couple of big glove saves. Besco was was I thought Besco probably I know he played these had two shutouts this year in the CHL. I thought that game on, on Saturday night was probably his best this season. Um, I thought he was really really good. He looked very very calm in that. He was, it was just looked back to Besco. Um, I mean he was telling he was sitting waving. Josh Roach just sitting in the box right beside us. And he's sitting waving up the Roche, pucks at centre ice. Um, and, you know, he just knows that he's, when you see him doing that and he's relaxed and he's just, you know, chilled out and, and basically waiting for the next shot coming along, um, you know he's that he's he's ready to play. Um, but when, when we went ahead, again, John just touched on it there. It sort of, it did zap a bit of energy out of it. We, were, we started the game really well. And then all of a sudden the Teddy tosses on, taking five, six minutes before you get the, the, um, uh, the Teddy burst cleared. And then everything sort of slowed down after that for a bit. Um, you've got to command the, the storm. They come out, they scored a goal with two minutes to go in the second. They scored a goal two minutes into the third to get the lead. Um, and then obviously we come back and and, and get to the front of the, the net. Nazarian ties it up and it goes to a shootout. And again, the goalies were absolutely brilliant. So look, the, we've already touched on it. The four points was what we went into that game, that weekend for. We got the four points. Was it pretty? No. Did we score as many goals as you wanted to score? No, because it was really, really tight all weekend. But I, I genuinely think we got what we deserved. I want to give Smith the last word on the game here. A bit of a, you go in that three-on-three -three lottery of an overtime, really, you know, everybody's trying to make a play. People are jumping up into the rush. There's turnovers. Besko's made an unbelievable save on a one-on-one breakaway, and then it goes to penalty shots. And, you know, I, I back our goalie against any goalie in this league when it comes to penalty shots. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I actually felt more confident going into the penalty shots than I did in the three-on-three. Three. Um, just on the one-on-one-and-no one breakaway. Um, at the time, it looked like uh, uh, Charlie Curdy gives up on the play, but obviously he's uh, quite exhausted from the play and the amount of minutes that he's having to put in game after game. Um, so uh, he can, I feel like some of us might, might owe Charlie Curdy a bit of an apology for you know the frustration that we we got you know from him supposedly giving up on the play. His legs looked like they were just gone. To be fair. But best go against anybody in this league. I'm back on my goalie in the shootout. What what I'll say on the Charlie Curdy one. Um, Charlie starts the three on three overtime, plays about a one minute shift. Got to remember in three on three overtime, it's very hard to get a a change on the fly. You're really hoping for a whistle to get a change, or when both teams sort of agree and they hold the puck behind their net and and let the teams get a change up. Charlie's played a one minute shift. Frienders came in, played a long shift. Travis has came on, and then Charlie's came back on. He's 
had a 200 foot up rush up the ice. He circled back to center ice. The pucks came to Mark Cooper on the left wing, who's put it across, and it's Curdy driving the net for the scoring opportunity. He then circles round and has a shot from the blue line where he walks a line. That shot gets charged down, and he's in a two-on-one situation. He makes a decision to go to block the pass rather than block the shot, or the block, sorry. Oh, lost the, lost the ear holder. He goes to block the outlet pass rather than go with the man going down the ice. And once he's got three feet on you, he's gone. There's, there is very little point at that stage at, at trying to make that back in. You're not making it. You put your faith in your goaltender. Thankfully, um, best goal comes up, massive force. We'll go into the shootout. Obviously, they'll play away here, but we'll come away. Matt McLeod scores winner. But listen, Smith, thank you very much for your appearance on AVFTB this week. We're going to go take some post-game interviews. Thanks, boys. Yeah, left a little bit of a sour taste in our mouth. I thought two two great games of hockey. Um, there wasn't a lot of open ice out there. I think two teams that take pride in the defensive side of the game, and um, they're also struggling to put the puck in the net too. And but I, I thought tonight, uh, I thought we started a little slow in the first. We were a little sluggish. They they came out and got a bit of a jump on us, um, and we were a little loose defensively and gave up some chances. And when when he kept us in there, made some big saves. And then second and third, I thought we we got way better. Um, I thought we were very good in both periods. Probably deserved deserved you feel like you deserve to win the game but they played well as well it was two good teams going at it this weekend um not a lot of ice and um i'm proud of the guys um we battled we competed um kid did a lot of really good things just couldn't find a way to get that puck over the line we were really a tough camera angle away and a couple inches away from having a four-point weekend um the one point is it will go a long way better than zero but we it's tough because we feel like we deserve more yeah it, it was a, it was a battle the whole weekend, and we knew it was because the last time we played Manchester, they played us very hard after we beat them the first game. Um, and it, to credit to them, they never quit, which was good. And it was good for us to have that kind of battle and come through on the other side of it, which is good. But, yeah, we did dip a little bit after the first. Um, it was a good start. We wanted that uh, that that goal that didn't go in, which didn't go in. But it was that was kind of a little mood changer, I think. That would have helped us um, carry on. But but it was a good finish. You know, our D played well there towards the end. We you know we shut him down, and Besco was awesome. I mean, it was great what he did in the shootout. But just throughout the whole game, he kept us, giving us a chance. And it was a great, nice last goal from Naz there to to pick the bench up and just so we could finish the game off. And now it's time for the fan agenda brought to you in association with our friends at Belfast Giants TV. <laughs> We're really delighted to be joined tonight by uh, one of the newest guys added to the roster in the last little while. It's Bobby McIntyre. Bobby, welcome along to a few from the bridge. Hey guys, how's it going? Bobby, turn your phone 90 degrees. Sideways? Yep. Hey, there we go. We've got Bobby on widescreen now. Bobby, listen, it's been a pretty whirlwind month for you. Come, come. Oh, we're all going at this. <laughs> it's been a pretty whirlwind month for you, mate, coming into the club, obviously, the weekend, getting a mile of match, getting a goal, leading the team in shots over the weekend. Pretty good weekend for yourself. Yeah, no, it was good. Nice to get uh, get the four points there and uh, gear up for uh, for tomorrow here. And tomorrow, let's 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 go on to it. And you mentioned it; it's a winner takes all 60, 65 minute shootout here. Sorry, you cut out there. I'm saying on the tomorrow, we'll go straight on to tomorrow night. And you bring the the subject up; it's a 60, 65 minute shootout with a winner takes all. 
Right. Yeah. The aggregate, it's kind of, kind of new for me. I didn't, I didn't know, uh, know that was a thing, a pretty, pretty cool thing they do here. So yeah, obviously exciting makes, uh, makes for an exciting game. Bobby, talk us through your goal on Saturday night. Obviously it's always great to get a, uh, your first goal for a new team. Um, it was a lovely move from uh, battle in the corner and obviously Naz got the puck to the point and um, you must've been pleased with uh, um, Mark Cooper passing it across the front to a slot instead of taking a shot. Yeah, no, it was obviously a great play by by Nas to Bomber, Bomber over to Coop, and uh, happy to tap those ones in. Um, yeah, obviously, anytime uh, you can score the ones close to that, like that's uh, pretty exciting. How have you how have you settled in both and on the ice and and obviously in Belfast? How are you getting along? No, it's been great. Um, I think we talked there a couple of weeks ago when I first got here. It's uh, easy transition. Uh, a lot of good people kind of kind of helped me along the way, and uh, yeah, obviously it's been it's been pretty smooth so far. Uh, Bobby, <clears throat> I, I really enjoy your game. I like the way you're that kind of gritty guy, going hard. You're a little bit of a terrier, you know. You're not the biggest guy on the ice, but certainly put that body in there, and obviously pretty hard in the forecheck. And uh, when Adam was signing you, was that more or less? Was he more or less telling you that we need this spark, we need this type of guy, and and the and the team and you knew exactly what your job was entailing when you, when you joined us. Um, yeah, for sure. I think obviously, uh, I'm sure he talked to guy, uh, guys and previous coaches and players and, um, watched some videos. So I'm sure he kind of knew, um, what my game was like and yeah, just try to try to stick with that. Do, uh, do what I'm good at, play to my strengths. And, and like you said, that's, uh, that's definitely one of my strengths. So just, just, just try to play that way uh, all the time. Yeah, no, I, I feel we we were missing a player like yourself you know, at the start of the season, and I, it's great to see you know the, the, obviously the heart and effort that you put in. So uh, yeah, keep it up. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, Bobby. There's a couple of questions in here from the from the people that are are watching in here, and I'll I'll, I'll kind of paraphrase a couple of them. Who you gel with in the team? Who who's the joker in the team for you? Oh, that's it. We got a couple. Um, I think uh, Davey uh, is obviously an, an easy pick. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that'd be the answer for most guys. There's uh, a couple. Uh, a couple undercover ones too. But uh, yeah, on the top of my head, Davey for sure. Let's talk about December. December being the, the, probably the busiest month of the season, anyway. You know, half a fifteen games or something in a very short period of time. You don't. You don't get to enjoy. Christmas as such, because you've got games sort of the day, day before Christmas, the day after Christmas. It's a busy travel time. Christmas is about getting a bit of rest this year. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, obviously something something different uh, compared to the other uh, European leagues I've played in. But, um, yeah, I know it's exciting. Obviously playing games games is fun and obviously good crowds, crowds around Christmas. Um, same way they've been all year since I've been here, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an exciting time, and I'm sure lots of friends and family will uh, be in the crowd for most guys. So I know uh, we're pretty excited. Bobby, you, you've just touched on about the aggregate score. Um, Coventry Blaze tomorrow night. It's one one. Get into tomorrow. It's a winner take all. Uh, what sort of game are you expecting? Yeah, no, I think it'll be probably pretty similar to uh, to the game we played there last Wednesday. Um, tight checking. Um, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully not as many penalties as the uh, the regular season game there. The 
the few days before. But yeah, no, I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be good. Yeah, Bobby, listen, I just I want to thank you for your time. I know that uh, big game tomorrow, so we don't want to keep you any later tonight than than we have to. So listen, appreciate your time. Good luck tomorrow and and for the rest of obviously December coming up. And uh, look forward to catching up with you at the rink soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Cheers. So thanks again to, to Bobby McIntyre. Thanks to Simon for arranging that. And I guess thanks to the coaches for letting letting these guys come on the night before a game. It's it's never not appreciated. But let's let's in let's move on. He, in front of Adam doesn't know he was on, so don't worry about it. <laughs> well then let's 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 see what he's got to say about that. Let's welcome back to a view from the bridge. Belfast Giants head coach Adam Keefe. Hey coach. Hey, guys. I know now. Um, you know now, so that's hopefully it's not a fine for Bobby because says it's going to pay it. He phoned him up and asked nope, him. So, uh, absolutely not. Well, he didn't phone you. <laughs> that's me. That's I, I know now. I know <laughs> now. <laughs> I, that, that gets me. I guess I love that. Coach, how's things with you? Yeah, good. Just uh, getting ready for the Christmas period. Obviously, you know, Christmas being Christmas, and it's going to be busy with families and everybody uh, doing their Christmas thing. But obviously, we've got a lot of hockey on over the Christmas period, which is it's always the case. So it's just getting ready for that big push, and uh, no big, no bigger start to it than tomorrow night for sure. I know that the hockey is a hockey podcast, obviously, and it's very, very important. But this is a, going to be a lovely Christmas for you away from the rink as well, hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I think it will be. Um, obviously, my youngest daughter's first Christmas, so uh, that's going to be qu quite cool to see. And then, obviously, my my older daughter, of course, she's old enough to really understand it. And you know, the the old elf on the shelf has been a lot of fun here recently. Well, I'm I'm, I'm glad that's so that, that I'm I'm glad that you're having a nice time away from the rink as well, because that's important to be able to to take a take some time away with family as well but let's 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 talk first of all about tomorrow night we have obviously had with with um company player on earlier we've had bobby on talking about it. we've talked about it ourselves it's winner takes all tomorrow night it's 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 as, as good as a cup final tomorrow night yeah we talked about that today and how often in december do you get to play in a do or die game you don't in north america that's just a fact or, or even the rest of the world, I so I suppose outside of maybe Champions League and Continental Cup, um, you know, it's everybody else is gearing up for a regular season and you know gearing up for the playoffs. Whereas we get to play in a do or die game tomorrow, and that's exciting. That's what we play for. Um, you know, it, it's a stressful environment. It's a pressure-filled environment, but that's to me that's a privilege to get to play in those games and to get to be a part of those games. So tomorrow's another one of them, and we should get excited for that. Adam, obviously, you know, we've got a lot of hockey to play this month. We played two games on the weekend. We've got a game tomorrow, uh, two games this weekend, and you've got a uh, four games over the space of, of six days. Um, you had to make a decision last week with regards to leaving a player out for the first time this season with, you know, whatever it is. I, I've lost count of many imports you actually have. I know you've got um, uh, guys coming back and, and getting healthy again. Um, but as a coach, it puts you in a really strong position because, again, you're leaving somebody who you know is going to be disappointed and hoping to get back in the lineup for the next game. Yeah, it's never an easy thing to leave somebody out of the lineup. Um, you know, in particular, the last case was the first time we, we've done that this season, which is quite crazy considering we are in the middle of December. But, 
you know, it's a good problem to have, um, you know, and, and in particular Saturday night was a very difficult one because I thought the whole team played, played well on Friday and it was a real tough uh, choice to make. And, you know, unfortunately that's part of the business. We've got to make that choice. And, um, you know, but it, like I said, it is a good problem to have and it should create a healthy competition amongst the players to not just get in the lineup, but to stay in the lineup and to earn just different opportunities throughout there. So you know, a little bit of friendly internal competition to, to make us all better. You, you've played three games against the players so far this season. You've won one, you've lost one, and you've tied one. I think it's fair to say it's, it's very, very evenly matched. What sort of game are you expecting tomorrow night? More of the same. I'm expecting a playoff game. I don't think, uh, hopefully, um, you know, we take care of our details defensively and we make it very difficult for them to, to get to uh, our net. But I expect them to do the same. So, you know, hopefully we have good discipline, stay out of the penalty box and, um, you know, let the players decide this one. I think that, uh, you know, we expect a playoff style game and, you know, we have to be prepared for that. We have to be ready. We have to be on our toes and, and you know, uh, just worry about our game. You know, I think that that's, that's been the message the whole year, but uh, certainly tomorrow, you know, that's that is the message that we have to play our game. we got to play it well and uh, do what we do well. Hey, Adam. <clears throat> yeah, we had George on a couple of weeks ago, and obviously we were in a pretty bad place. And uh, George just touched on a lot of things, going back to basics and, more or less building that confidence up through training and then it's obviously fed into games. Do you feel that that has happened from three, four weeks ago and you're happy that the progression is going at the pace that it currently is? Um, obviously, I'd love to be uh, back to where we were in the Champions League in terms of that. But, I mean, the, 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 those times are gone because, you know, I think everybody was, was pretty excited and, and almost scared to play in the champions league in a sense that you're playing that you're the underdogs going in so you have a different mentality um i think we've lost a little bit of that and we're, we're trying to get that back right now you know we're trying to get that that enthusiasm that real um engagement that you're you're ready for everything every night and uh it's been a challenge but i think you know certainly I, what i saw this weekend uh in particularly friday i thought friday for for 60 minutes the guys were good I didn't think we created as much as we would like to uh, offensively. I thought that that part of our game is still coming back. And then Saturday, I loved our start again. I thought for the first time we, we had real pace to our game and with the four lines just rolling and, um, you know, it was looking good. Uh, and then somewhere in the second period, we probably lost our way a little bit. And, you know, this is the challenges that we, we, we faced right now. And, we're doing our best to dig our way out of it. And, and, you know, I guess what George was touching on is we are trying to get back to basics. You know, we had a training camp week where we, where we went over our foundation and what we do well and what, what's going to make us successful in times that, uh, you know, the puck's not flying into the net for us. Right. And that's, that's being strong defensively and taking care of our, our details and our structure. And, you know, I think that just, stop overthinking things. You know, I think uh, we were overthinking a lot uh, on an individual basis and, and on a team basis. And I think that uh, we had to bring it back to the basics and, and really just start to worry about doing the things away from the puck because really you don't have to puck a whole lot on your stick in a game 
you know, so it's taking care of the, the other things to give yourself confidence in that game that you're playing well. And then when the puck does get on your stick, you know, that's when thing, good things happen because you, you know, you're playing with confidence. Coach, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about, well, no, it's, it's one question actually. Um, obviously made a couple of changes, brought in Bobby McIntyre and they're returning Henrik Eriksson. That little dynamic of them coming in just with, a, a, you know, with the freshness, with a, a little bit of enthusiasm, you only have to look at Henrik Eriksson's um, interviews when he's coming in, how excited he is to be back. Was that an easy phone call to make? Yeah, very one. I, I, you know, I, I think the world of Hank, uh, obviously he came in last year, um, you know, he was sick there. He battled back. He had some big games for us in key times. And, um, you know, I, I left him out of the lineup there in the playoffs and that was, um, it's another very difficult decision and one that, you know, I, I lost slept, I lost sleep over and, you know, just, you know, he's a guy that, that, uh, when it was this summer and trying to keep track of him where he was at. And I thought like with a full year here in Belfast, I think things could be different for, for Hank. And, um, you know, when I've seen that he was available at a time when we were in need, uh, it was a pretty easy phone call to make for sure. Was, was he someone that was on your list of, of potentials coming back this season just didn't work out? Yeah, he was. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of things shake down and when you're rebuilding a roster is who's coming back, who who's returning. Um, sometimes you have to wait until you know, June, July before that actually happens. And sometimes um, other things happen in the meantime. So I think it kind of just fell apart there with, with Hank, but, uh, and I know that Hank wants to, you know, get home and obviously uh, a good situation. I know that he wanted to play for his, his hometown team and which is, um, you know, pretty reasonable. Um, but, uh, you know, he was available at a time when we were in need and, you know, that's for me that, you know, he's coming in and done a great job. Uh, you know, I thought he was a big part of, of getting us that game tying goal with the big four checker um, on Saturday. And obviously had a, a big impact in Coventry as well. So, um, you know, I thought he's done great and, you know, he's a real pro. He really cares and he takes care of himself and I'm sure he'll be ready to go tomorrow. I don't want to put words in your mouth with this question. So I'm not giving you the answer, but you talked about having your week of training camp and going through the processes and what you wanted to do. And you probably have had, I don't know, blackboard, whiteboard, whatever, with potential lines written. And for the last three and a half months, seldom have you been able to put out the people you want to put out on those given nights. Now, we always say no excuse organization. I've never known a time when we've had as many bodies, illness and injuries to compete with? Yeah, it's not been easy, that's for sure. Um, I mean, to be honest, we're still going through it. So, it, you know, but it is nice to get back to full strength. And um, But like like you said there, I mean, you know, for me, excuses are sometimes factual. And it yeah. doesn't mean that uh, they're, you're excused. Like, we absolutely had injuries. You know, but if we allow that to be an excuse or a something to to get out of what we're, you know, to put our mind at ease that, you know, we're losing because we're down bodies. I mean, it's just not fair to yourself to 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 say that. And I think that uh, you, got, you got to do what you can with what you have. And, you know, you look across the league and you look in the history here, like, you know, you can win games with, with uh, down bodies. I mean, it's... Mm -hmm. 
but you have to play perfect, you know. And so to me, that was the frustrating bit that uh, not not that we lost games in the period of, that we were in down injuries. Uh, some of the performances I didn't think were were good enough to win bodies, you know. And then that's that was the frustrating bit. But um, you know, we we fought through that uh, a little bit here, and I, obviously, I thought that the performances in the, on the weekend were good enough to to find the four points and. And that's a great starting period for us. And like I said, I, I love both games starts. And I thought we, we had a real pace to our game. And that's that's a real positive to take out of last weekend was that uh, we played with some real pace and energy to start the game off. And, uh, you know, that was something that I seen early on in the season when we were, when we were rolling. Adam, I know there's – I know you're, you're, you've already came on as a, as a last-minute uh, substitute this evening. I mean, we really do appreciate your time. Uh, last question. Uh, there's not much room in practice on the ice at the minute because you've got like 45 guys practicing. Um, but how's the practice been over the last couple of days getting ready for tomorrow night? Yeah, good. We came back in on Monday morning and, and had a little bit of a three on three tournament just to kind of feel the puck and have a little bit of fun. Um, those ones always end up some guys have fun and some guys are pretty angry, but uh, you know, it was a little bit of competition, just touch the puck, feel the ice again and keep moving. And then today we had a, another short practice, just you know, obviously weary of, of the energy levels for the amount of games that are coming, you know, but you know, when we have you know four lines and, and eight defensemen on the ice, it it actually makes practice a lot better where you can, you know, you, you can go two colors and everything flows a little easier. Um, everybody's getting proper rest so they can actually execute and they're not tired. So, I mean, uh, I like the amount of players that we have on the ice currently. I think that that's, you know, that's, you know, if you look at the American League, the NHL, that that's what you're going to get on the ice. And you know, top league European leagues, that's what you're going to have on the ice. So it actually allows for a, a higher tempo practice. So it's been good and it's good to see guys touching the ice and, uh, you know, good to see Oliver Cooper back on the ice. He's close. Uh, Josh Roach back, uh, competing hard in practice. Uh, Garside's back on the ice. You know, guys are, are getting close back. And uh, Gendron back skating again. So it's nice to see everybody out there competing and, and getting ready to, you know, return to, to form. So it's nice. <laughs> Marty's giving a thumbs up there. Marty. <laughs> Coach, coach, we like listen. You know, busy night for you, and also we'll we'll let you get on with the rest of your evening. And really appreciate your time. Good luck tomorrow night, and uh, with the the Christmas period coming up, and, and lots of love for the family. Yep. Cheers, guys. You as well. Take care. Merry Christmas. See you in the morning. Good All right. Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs> there we are. Thanks again, the head coach Adam Cape. Always, always great to have the head coach on and hear his thoughts. On the game, listen, we need to keep moving on because I'm going for a record finish here with no party to... Uh, we're going to move on to... Let's see what he's got on the shake here. Dops. I don't know if either he's seen the, the couple of Dops incidents. Um, first one... I don't know, don't know whether Paddy's going to play these or not. Chris McKay from the Dundee Stars against the Cardiff Devils. He's had two games for cross-checking. Simon, what are your thoughts? To be honest, I think it's a two-game suspension all day long. When you listen to what um, I think it's Luke describes the the start of the when he starts talking here and the the incident itself, and he says he doesn't look as if he's going to you know intentionally injure. I think that's a, that's a spoof. When you watch this cross check on the back of the head on Josh Waller, you can't do that. You just can't do that. And 
here it comes now. That's just bang out of the order. I mean, obviously, the right behind the referee, so he's not going to be able to see that. Um, I don't know what the call was on the night. Um, but uh, yeah, I think two game suspension is is well warranted for that, to be honest. All right. Yeah, I agree. Two games. I think this is kind of rolled over from the previous weekend. Um when they were up in Dundee, there was a bit of needle bit of needle happening in the game. Um I know Mark Lefay was was kicked out of the game. But um I had a brief look at this game. I could see that McKay and Allen were constantly kind of mixing it up, roughing it up, and you knew something kind of naughty was going to happen. And, and McKay's obviously just done it right in front of our eyes there. It's, it's quite evident that's at least a two-game ban. Let's move on then to the Kai Lock, the Gilmer Flames against the Nottingham Panthers. He has got a one-game suspension for an illegal check to the head. Let the video roll here and then we'll come to Marty to, to see what you think of this. Marty, obviously, two games for Mackay for a cross check to the helmet and Kai Locke with one game for an illegal check to the head. Well, the videos. If they're going to give out a two game ban for a cross check to the head and this is another hit to the head, then it has to be it has to be a two game they, they can't call that one game when they've already called two game for a headshot in another game so for me it has to be another two game it is yeah i mean ollie better is just leaning forward there and he tucks his arm in it's not an elbow it's an unfortunate one for me I, yeah I, I think one game is actually fair to be honest I, again Lock, you can just see him tighten his right arm in there and I. He's got to play. If he doesn't play the body, his coach is giving him a ball again when he gets to the bench. He's got to step up, which he does. Stick down, arm tucked in. You know, he's basically getting ready to hit him. I, I think one one game's fair on that. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry, sorry, John. You can't see him backing out of it, but I just think we, Dobson needs to it, – It's they're always quite flippant. And I'm, the reason I'm saying two games is just because of consistency. I feel there needs to be more consistency from Dobbs, but yeah, for for a point. And then at the very end, I don't know whether Paddy got the video or not, at the very end of the Cardiff v Dundee game, everybody got their handbags out and they had to get their purses out as well because they all got fined for it. Um, Josh Batch, Trevor Cox, Sean Allen and Josh Britton all fined for roughing, slashing, slashing and roughing. Uh, just to be honest, I think from my perspective, this happens in hockey. I don't think there's any need for everybody to be fine there, but they all got a bit unseemly at the end, Simon. Tom bags, man. I mean, I've, I've done quite a few of them over the years and never got a fine. It was great. Um, but uh, no, it's. I don't think there's anything in that, to be honest. I think the worst part of it was, I think, was it Trevor Cox basically sticking a stick in or there was a slash and two-handed slash? But no, it's, there's nothing to it. Marty, have you seen the incident? Uh, yeah, I. You know what? Sometimes it's missing from the game, isn't it? It gets the crowd going. It obviously says it's done that a lot in the time. I, I, when I was watching the Flames, I used to love it when Sis was roughing it up like that and uh, got the crowd what going. Mean, so, so, no, but so you know what? It's. I wouldn't say it's refreshing to see that, but obviously it's. It's got the the buzz going. It's got the crowd going. Um. 
I, yeah, I just I think it's a bit harsh finding players over that. I just think, yeah, a bit of handbag. Do you, know what, do you know what it'll probably do? It'll probably sell more tickets for the next game. Uh, you know, so like so, we, some of us come from a time when that was all great, but you know, if, just come out and say we're eliminating this from the game. This isn't acceptable. Yeah. We don't want this in the game anymore, and we all know where we're going. But anyway, look, we'll move on to league news, playoff, play goal. Oh, sorry. this is brackets. Sorry, I shouldn't have said this, but play goals of the week video, Paddy. <laughs> in the Challenge Cup, Guildford and Cardiff. Guildford. <laughs> Hang on, spent the bricks out here. It says, I'm going to build a new house. In Challenge Cup, Guildford and Glasgow have progressed to the semi finals, eliminating last season's finalists, the Fight Flyers, and also the Cardiff Devils have fallen out of this year's competition. Ahead of their visit on to Belfast on Wednesday night, the Blaze are now unbeaten in eight games with two overtime victories against the Glasgow clan, the massive Glasgow clan. Cardiff bounced back from being knocked out of the cup with a narrow, if not a bad temper, 5-4 win over the Dundee Stars at home before the travelling Fife and soundly beating them 4-1. Steelers remain on the crest of that wave, defeating Fife 7-4 and shutting out the Stars 5-0 on the banks of the Firth of Tay. Thanks for that one, Paddy. Steelers remain. Oh, yes, that's I've read that already. And it was a home and home series for Nottingham and Guildford this weekend, with both taking points in their own barn. We'll let these goals run through and then we'll show <coughs> the league table. But your thoughts on a few of those nice, pretty goals there, Simon? That was a nice goal there, goal there by Joe Hazeldean. Um, you know, young British kid coming back into the game again from Hungary. Um, really nice finish. He's getting minutes, uh, playing on the back end for, um, for Nottingham Panthers, and and I, I think he's he's a player you've got to watch. I mean, you you touch on the some of the goals here. I mean, the the guy, um, Heinem, Tyler Heinem has finished past Beskarawani when he basically picked up that rebound the other night to go top shelf. That should have been that top six. That was an unbelievable finish. Um, but you know, it's well, it is what it is. Like we're not in them, so don't really watch it. <laughs> Marty, it's positive about time there. Bryce Reddick's goal, but didn't really see there against the massive Glasgow clan. And number one this week in the charts. No idea what it is. Be a surprise in a wee minute, first of all. Yes, yeah, my first time watching the, the, the top six, so looking forward to this. Matt Barry from the massive Glasgow clan against the Coventry players. Yeah, yeah. Fairness, that's a nice goal. That is nice. It's, it's, nice it's a nice goal, but the defense would be empty. Drop up there. Yeah, they did. He undressed them, didn't he? But for a play, nice, nice move. Um, just touching on uh, like for for a neutral, the, the league table, it, it's awesome, isn't it? I haven't I haven't seen it this close. And no, what? <laughs> no, no, but you know, as I said, for neutral, yeah. look how look how good, look yeah. how close it is. You know. We've seen a couple of weeks ago, Coventry, <clears throat> bottom of the league, now in third. Like, yeah, unbelievable. Anyone could have a run here. Fife could have a run over Christmas. Anyone could have a run. They could be up there in the top three at least. Well, hopefully they don't have a run because we've got to play them twice over the next no. four days. <laughs> yeah, and let's talk about that. So there are seven games to be played in the next two weeks. For all information, go to the Belfast Giants website, belfastgiants.com, and the next three games, Belfast v Coventry, tomorrow night, tonight, if you're listening tomorrow, yesterday, if you're listening on Thursday, Challenge Cup quarter final, leg two, it's one each at the minute, Wednesday, seven o'clock, SSE Arena, 
If you can't get there, get yourself down to Jan's live TV, live.belfastjans.com. Simon Kitchen will be uh, probably talking about that game. Then Friday night, 7 p.m., Belfast v. Fife, again at the SSU. Get yourself down. Tickets still available, Simon? Uh, tomorrow night, yes, there's tickets available. Friday night, it's getting close to sell out. The seats are going in on the East End for the weekend. Um, so there's... There is a few tickets to be done, but yeah, it's, it's going to be tight. Next, the 28th is very, very close to sell out. The 30th is very, very close to sell out as well. And as I say, the East End's in it, so it's going to be a full bowl. And then on Saturday, 7.15 in the Fife Ice Arena, over in Kirkcaldy, Flyers TV, if you can't get there, with Laura. Obviously, Laura from Fife TV, we pass on our, our regards, but it's sad news for her. But, uh, you know, our thoughts are with you, Laura. And uh, guys, one hour, seven minutes, almost record any other business. Yeah, I just want to pass on from Laura Small um, and the, the organization um, for everybody that contributed to the uh, teddy toss at the weekend and the cash for kids. A ridiculous amount of teddies, a ridiculous amount of gifts handed over for cash for kids. Uh, we can't say thank you enough. It's very, very, very much appreciated. Um, we took the Cash for Kids stuff yesterday to their big uh, store, and then Laura, with a few of the boys, was at we're at the uh, Royal Victoria Hospital in the children's ward today. Um, I believe some of them are going to the Ulster tomorrow. Um, obviously, before the ones who guys aren't playing tomorrow night are going to the Ulster Hospital children's ward tomorrow. Um, and then there's uh, Blossom Ward, which is in Craig Avenue area, I think. And then the Causeway Hotel, or sorry, Causeway Hospital as well. So massive, massive thank you to everybody there. Uh, second one is Friendship Series, Davey. There's over 4,000 tickets that are gone for the Friday game. And there's over 5,000 tickets that are gone for the Saturday game. So if you can get your hands on one, it's Providence versus Princeton on Friday the 5th of January at 12 p.m. face-off and the 6th of January at 2 p.m. face-off. And then we obviously play that evening. I can't remember who it is. Is it Coventry you play that night, actually? Might well be. Um, which is the 6th of January. Actually, I'm not sure if it's Coventry or not. But, yeah, so there, there, if you want to go to the Friendship 4, get yourself a ticket. You can get them into. Uh, ice locker um, in the arena, the Odyssey Pavilion, sorry. Um, and you can pick up a free ticket for that. And and uh, massive thanks to all the partners who've basically put um, the support behind the Friendship Series uh, for the women's hockey coming to Belfast in January. Absolutely brilliant. Marty, anything from yourself, sir? No, I'm all good. I'm just looking forward to a lot of hockey coming up. Yeah, just I've just got a couple of things. We parties there. A um, couple of sad ones. Finish with been a couple of uh, passings away in the uh, in the Giants fraternity. Obviously, a friend to everyone down at the arena there. Cheryl Montgomery, her father passed away. Um, let's see, this picture coming up here. Just read a bit of the bit from from the funeral directors. Fred Montgomery passed away 17th of December 2023. Peacefully at home, surrounded by his family, dearly loved husband of Beth, much loved and loving dad of Valerie, Pamela, and Cheryl. Beloved adopted dad of Sharon, dear father-in-law of Robert, Danny, cherished grandpa of Georgie and Charlotte, and all welcome were called the family home between two and eight. Listen, service of thanksgiving on Thursday. We hope that uh, service of thanksgiving goes well 
our thoughts are with Cheryl. She's been around the, the Giants since day dot. You'll see her at every home game. Um, so condolences there from 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 all of us. And another one, Wendy of Wendy and Barry fame. This is going away back now. Not, not a lot of people would still know um, Wendy doesn't attend games anymore. But Wendy and Barry used to attend all the away games up and down England back in the years. And unfortunately, uh, at the age of 91, Gloria Wright, Wendy's mum, passed away just the other day. So we uh, would also extend our, our deepest sympathies to to Wendy and the rest of our family circle on the passing of her mother. And just two other, my brother's not well, Bill had a massive stroke. Um, he's been moved from the Royal, they all starting to think things are going to be better. And my other brother, Kevin, had a massive heart attack. Um, so bad news for both of them, but they're, they're hopefully in the best place to get the best treatment they can. So best wishes to my brothers. And uh, that's everything from me, guys. And all that remains, 1 hour 11, almost a record. Paddy, get well soon. Sorry that we missed out on Stephen Murphy, who's supposed to be on the show, but we're very quick. We'll have that another time. Stephen Murphy inducted into the British Ice Hockey Hall of Fame, a legend between the Pipes and Belfast Giants, but we will save that for when Murph's well enough to come on the show, and we'll talk about it then. All that remains for me to say is to you two guys, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And to everybody else watching, do you want to say anything before you go? Happy New Year to everybody. Happy Simon's New Year. Advertising buddy. There. What are you advertising, Simon? Oh, Blue Nutrition. Oh, get all your Blue Nutrition supplements off. Um, Northern Ireland supplements. Fantastic. Harp, <laughs> get that away. We're not allowed to do Harp anymore. That's oh, right, class is older than you. <laughs> <laughs> your mum and dad never throw anything out, son. That's ridiculous. That's Masuki glass for when I come back to Belfast, mate. No, the look, glorious yeah, tonight, all of the, course. Everybody watches the, the podcast every week. Everybody listens in. We look, we do it for the crack. We enjoy it. Um, yes, we talk a lot of nonsense sometimes. Uh, Paddy keeps it all together, and I hope Paddy gets well soon. But um, listen, Merry Christmas to everybody, uh, Belfast Giants fans, even the other ones that watch from across mm -hmm. the water and all those other teams. Um, and a very, very happy new year. Yeah, Paddy, go well soon, buddy. We miss you tonight, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, to everybody. I'll see you. Th I'll see you around the rink in the next few uh, few nights. So there you go. Happy New Year, Happy Christmas, and wherever you are, we hope you enjoy your hockey, and we'll catch you next time on a view from the bridge. Podcast Network.